Welcome to another riveting Wednesday of A Little Bit Unglamorous, and I'm your host, Erica Renee. Thank you for joining me. I just got home from my beach walk. Oh, my stomach is growling. Um, I went on a walk on the boardwalk earlier today. It was so nice. I... It was so nice. Honestly, I don't do that enough and I'm trying to get more exercise in. So I walked for a few miles and I got to appreciate the sunset. So it actually did wonders to help me just clear my head. And for me, it's Monday right now. For you, it's Wednesday. I cannot believe that it's already the big, it's only the beginning of the week and it feels like it's already been the... (laughs) longest week ever for me. First, I have an announcement that I'm very excited about, and I don't think I've announced this yet on the podcast. There's a little hint behind me. Um, But I have merch for sale now. Um, I know I previously announced that I had merch. It was kind of just a mock-up merch item that I got for my mom and I at the mall. Um, These are actually so much better, in my opinion, and I'm very excited. So these are now available for purchase for anyone, and I will put the link in the description for anybody that's a hardcore, a little bit unglamorous fan, and you want to rock our merch. This is a, I have a crew neck. I love a good oversized crew neck. I think I got an extra large. And this is in shade purple. It comes in many different colors. You can also get hoodies and t-shirts. And I have a few embroidery items too that I'm working on. So if you want to check those out, the link will be in the description. And you can support our merch. Okay. Put that back there. Okay. Oh my goodness. This weekend I did absolutely nothing and I loved it every second of it. Um, oh, I have a movie that I watched that I, if you love The Notebook, you will be gutted by this movie. It's like The Notebook on Speed and it's on Netflix. I do not know if you have heard of it. I had not heard of it before, but it's called The Best of Me, and it stars James Marston and Michelle Monaghan, and it is the saddest movie. It basically mirrors The Notebook, except he doesn't go to war, (laughs) basically. But um, if you would like your life to be ruined and you would like to be so distraught over a movie and constantly surprised by the twists and the turns, watch it. Don't say I didn't warn you. But I saw something online a while ago and I thought it was so funny because the actor James Marston, who he played Superman in Smallville forever ago, I feel like that was one of his first roles. He also played Lon in The Notebook, and so Lon was the guy that Rachel McAdams fell in love with when Ryan Gosling 
went off to war and his letters were hidden from her. So she met somebody new and ended up being engaged to James Marston's character, who was this nice put together military man. And she fell in love with him and they were supposed to get married. The older I get, the more I realize that Rachel McAdams' character should have married Lon. And that is so true. I feel like this movie is justice for Lon a little bit. It has been 5 million degrees all weekend. And as you know, I can't have my fans on while I film because it will be so loud in the background. So I'm melting right now. It is like nine o'clock and it's still super warm i think it's just this apartment that holds heat which is great for the winter time terrible for the summertime so hopefully it starts to cool off at night soon so we're gonna get straight into pop culture this week i have a few things jotted down the first being olivia rodrigo's anticipated second album was finally released the other day it's titled guts love the name love the cover art i loved her first album this one is like a punk pop rock album so this album of her is a little bit less of my speed but i still love her nonetheless but i came across something online and you know the rumors that were going around with her first album and a bunch of artists that later got credited on the album for pieces of her work so this album also has a song, um, one of her main singles, I believe it's called All American Bitch. And someone put that song over Miley Cyrus's song from her, the very beginning of her career, right before or right after she kind of broke out from Hannah Montana. She came out with her first solo album. It was self-titled Miley Cyrus, and it was a song called Start All Over. Well, online, somebody layered this song and Olivia's song over one another, and I kid you not, they sounded the exact same. So that's a major yikes for Olivia, especially with all the rumors with the Taylor Swift um, exodus, if you will. Um, I really don't think there's a beef between them, but um, it definitely seems like they are not as close as they used to be. While we're on the topic of Taylor Swift, um, so I as you know, went to the LA concert of Eras Tour at SoFi Stadium, and Beyonce also coincidentally played her tour. Her tour. Beyonce also coincidentally played her tour there as well after Taylor, and people were quick to compare the two. So when I went, the stadium is brand new, like I said, gorgeous, huge stadium, and it has these big screen TVs all wrapped around the stadium so you can see from the far farthest nosebleeds which i had the best time from nosebleeds no problem seeing it was amazing every single screen was on it was the best experience after beyonce's concert people were noting that not all the big screen tvs were on which sounds silly i guess it sounds silly saying but it really does make a big difference because the stadium is humongous and you really do need the tvs to see 
anything from far back and apparently it costs the artists extra money to utilize all the tvs which i had no idea i just thought if they were available of course why can't you just plug in the aux cord and have all the tvs on apparently the venues charge artists extra for that um which i think is interesting but i guess it is a business so it makes sense but i think it's interesting that taylor went all out paid the extra fees for her fans and Beyonce who is as big of a mega star who can equally afford it did not so another reason why we love Queen Taylor she also reportedly turned down playing the 2024 halftime show which I can't really blame her she's going to be touring all 2024 it's going to be her international leg of the tour she has no time for that plus I didn't know this until recently, but artists don't get paid for doing the Super Bowl at all. It is self-funded, and I guess it's just supposed to bring you eyes, I guess, looking at you. I also read that Taylor is working on a documentary of all the re-recordings, and it's supposed to be released when the last re-recording is announced. So that's pretty cool. I feel like she has documentaries for, well, not documentaries, but she has recordings of a lot of her tours and making of music. Um, she has that one Disney Plus um, Long Pond Studios. I think it's a documentary as well where they interviewed her and you really got to um, hear her point of view of what she felt all of the songs were about, which I have yet to watch. I need to log in to my boyfriend's Disney Plus and watch it immediately. Um, but I think it's really cool that she's gonna, she has all these things to look back on. I know a lot of her tour, um, I know a lot of her tour videos are not available in DVD version, but they're all on YouTube that you can Google and watch, which I feel like I would like to do as well for some of her last tours because I haven't been to any of them. And I watched the Reputation Stadium tour on Netflix and it is phenomenal. Um, I'm so glad I got to experience Eras because it was also top notch. And I think that when the Eras tour movie comes out, which I don't think I have mentioned that either. Um, so immediately, I, so quickly, the Eras Tour movie was announced, which we knew was going to happen because of all the cameras at the LA shows. People were just speculating, but I didn't, I did not, I did not anticipate it to come out so quickly. Um, I think it came out a few weeks ago and I woke up early in the morning and I had an email from like 4.30 in the morning announcing this movie in AMC and Regal Cinemas and a couple other neighboring theaters. When I tell you almost all of the tickets were sold out by the time I woke up, I was able to get one ticket smack dab in the middle of the show and i am so excited so i'm going by myself i think i'm just gonna wear my comfy merch because the only costume i have is the one that i wore to the show and i'm just gonna be in a theater so why not be comfortable so i'm probably gonna go in my taylor swift merch i heard that people are supposed to be trading bracelets again and I just hope people are respectful of the theater atmosphere because I've definitely seen how chaotic 
the fandom can get with the screeching of lyrics and getting very excited and dancing and it is movie theater so hopefully I'll have just as good of an experience as I did at the actual tour and I am so excited and it's so funny because people are going nuts over of course um, the merch that the theaters are also releasing and it's just a popcorn container and a soda cup but in the name of capitalism we are charging like 30 bucks for the pair I believe and people are gonna buy it and they're going nuts over it this next topic is an older one that I had no idea so maybe other people didn't my mom definitely did but we're taking it back to the parent trap era where Lindsay Lohan played the twins and they basically trick their divorced parents into falling back in love and the wife her name is Natasha Richardson in real life was married to Liam Nielsen from Taken and she actually passed away in 2009 from a freak skiing accident and I was reading up I was in a rabbit hole of information i could not believe this and apparently he never remarried uh don't quote me on that because my mom told me and i didn't actually verify and look it up but in my mind he never did because he was so in love with her that he couldn't possibly find somebody else and anyway so i saw something online that said her character in the parent trap was actually very similar to her personality in real life so her um, son watches the movie a lot just because it reminds him so much of her and that just hit me in all the feels it was so sad and I won't go into details and bring down the pod but if you ever hit your head do not go to sleep um and if things start to progress worse seek medical attention asap i don't believe she was wearing a helmet either when she was on the ski slopes i think they were the bunny slopes i'm not sure if she hit a tree or what have you but she had some trauma to her head and apparently everybody was very worried for her and she was like no no i'm fine shook it off and declined medical attention went back to her room and things started to get worse with a headache and then confusion and then she was immediately rushed to the hospital and that small incident of not wearing a helmet turned into brain damage not just brain damage she was brain dead which i just said i wouldn't go into detail and bring down the pod and here i am but i must be the last person on the planet to to realize that that had happened i had never known they were married and that she passed in this freak accident am i the only one who didn't know that did you hear about that Next, I have an update on the whole Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas situation. It is blowing up in the news and 
both camps are trying to drag down one another. Who knows what the real story is? I feel bad because in the last episode, I mentioned I didn't know who Sophie Turner was. She is in Game of Thrones. Hello. I don't have HBO. Sorry, I'm poor. Um, But she was one of the main characters in Game of Thrones. She's gorgeous. She is really tall, thin. Um, She is from the UK. I was right on that. I saw a TikTok and I wanted to expand on it. And basically the gist of what the woman said in the TikTok is you are either the Sophie or you are the Priyanka. Which one do you want to be? And (laughs) that was really heavy, but it got me thinking. So Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas were engaged for a full two years. The amount of time that it took Nick to meet Priyanka, propose to her, marry her. Sophie was actually a bridesmaid at Priyanka's wedding. Did I mention this in the last podcast? I'm having deja vu, but I would maybe it's just because I dug so deep right after I filmed it that I had to give an update because I was just like, Psh. so Priyanka had that whole month long wedding celebration. And Sophie and Joe went to Vegas and got married with the ring pop. So so think of it from Sophie's perspective. And I think that they ended up having a redo wedding. But you waited two years of being engaged. And I think they dated for years before that. And then they're just like, eh, screw it. Let's just go get married in Vegas um, with a ring pop. And don't even get me started about the damn ring. It's not about the the ring it's about the effort i feel the need to clarify he actually did propose with the twenty-five thousand dollar ring <laughs> and they actually have a very large age gap i be- believe seven years so she is 27 now i believe only 23 when they got married which is so damn young so there's a lot of narratives going around um it seems to be a lot of negative narrative on sophie's behalf correct me if I'm wrong but the media seems to be attacking her basically saying she liked to party a lot and blah 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 and first of all she's from the UK I believe the legal drinking there is quite young so I feel like she has got that all out of her system but again who knows what actually happened but I while I was down this rabbit hole I came across another TikTok that I thought was very interesting and it was from a lawyer and she basically gave her two cents about people that she represents and she said she is to a T able to figure out what happened and who was at fault so to say so to speak but and I thought it reigns true for all sorts of situations with people um and think about it if you've ever had any sort of relationship fall through whether it be a romantic relationship a friendship an acquaintance there's generally one person who just keeps their mouth shut and keeps it moving and then the other person who runs their mouth tells anybody and everybody who will listen and spins their own narrative And more often than not, the person who is running their mouth, spinning their own narrative, 
is the one who probably created the problems in the first place. So the VMAs are coming up and I believe Shakira will be performing. She's supposed to have a new album coming out as well in September. And it got me thinking about all of the drama she's been through. She has had a year. She found out her mans was cheating. She's going to be on trial for tax evasion. I wonder what's going on with that because the jail time on that is unreal. Um, do you think that she will actually be convicted? Do you think celebrities actually serve jail time? I feel like they're always able to kind of buy their way out of it. There's also rumors that Taylor Swift might perform, which I find unlikely just because she is touring right now but who knows taylor always pulls out all the stops she is a superwoman and she is technically on break from tour right now so that would be a really cool surprise but then again what kind of rumor is not going on about taylor swift and some sort of red carpet i feel like every single time met gala every large event there's always oh taylor swift is rumored to be there so she has not really walked very many red carpets recently, so we'll see. But she is up for a lot of VMA awards, so I believe she will show up, so that'll be really cool. Speaking of celebrities and jail time, Danny Masterson, who was an actor in that 70s show, was just sentenced to 30 years in prison for sexual assault. And in the media right now, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are being lit up. And I'm going to tell you why. So apparently them and a slew of maybe 50 other actors were asked to write character witness statements for Danny by his lawyers, basically talking him up about what a good person he is and why his sentence should be reduced because he's just this upstanding human being in society that, you know, drugged a few women and oops, it was a mistake. So they actually did write that letter to the judge and the media found out and were rightfully pissed, um, especially... I find interesting because Ashton Kutcher actually co-founded a human trafficking charity with his ex-wife Demi Moore. Um, so it is interesting that they wrote this character witness for Danny and I can understand you know what? No, I can't understand it at all. But I think that's unforgivable. Um, I think that if somebody close to me did something so heinous and awful, they would be written out. They would be done. It does not matter what a great person he was during the, that 70s show. That's irrelevant when he made multiple choices to be an extremely disgusting, messed up human being. Not just once, not just twice. I'm sure there were tons of people, but three came forward and they had enough evidence to take it to trial. You know how hard it is to actually get something like that to trial? Near impossible, especially even getting the witnesses to press charges. People often do not press charges. So they issued a joint apology online. It's kind of... It's scripted. It just doesn't come off as very believable. And I feel like they're not actually sorry for what they did. They are just sorry for all the backlash they're getting. And 
do you think that they will come back from this in this day and age of cancel culture in society? What do you think? I'll tell you what I think because this is my podcast. (laughs) I think they will. And the sad reason behind that is while this day and age is very quick to cancel people, they are also very quick to forget things in a week, two weeks when the next interesting thing comes along. And that's just fact. Um, I thought it was interesting as well, the celebrities that have come out since and kind of given their perspective on the whole situation. And one of them I came across was Kathy Griffin. And she told a very interesting story I was not aware of at all. Um, And she talked about her late brother who has since passed. She has a brother that's alive now, but he is a great upstanding human being so we don't want to mix them up but her brother one of them who is now deceased was a predator and she talked about how she very much tried to get him caught and was shunned by her family because of it and she said that he was apparently a landlord and because of this he had keys to everybody's apartments and that's how he found his victims and his her family knew about this and was trying to protect him and defend him And she basically used her story to say that what Milan Ashton did was unacceptable because even she had her blood relative, her brother, who was showing these awful, awful, awful characteristics and doing these awful things. And she said blood is not thicker than water in this situation and there's no excuse for what they did. And I actually had a lot of respect for that. I had no idea about that story. Looping into some Kardashian news. So Kourtney Kardashian is very pregnant. I'm not really sure how far along she is because she never announced anything like that. But she's got her baby bump. She's looking cute. Um, And she was apparently rushed to the hospital a few weeks ago for emergency fetal surgery. And the media got wind of Travis rushing home. He's on tour right now at Blink-182. And he postponed a few shows to rush to the hospital and make sure that she was okay. And I believe at the time, the media didn't know it was Courtney who was having an emergency. It was later announced after the fact. But apparently, she had her emergency surgery and everything is doing great. She does have a high-risk pregnancy and I wish her all the best. And I'm glad everything went well because that's got to be very, very scary. I want to talk about Drew Barrymore. I know I mentioned her in her talk show um, a few podcasts ago. And I saw an article about her being thrown under the bus for resuming her talk show during the sag after strike. So I want to talk about it. So Drew Barrymore is catching a lot of heat for continuing to film her talk show. And she is justifying filming because she has a huge crew that needs to be making money. So apparently when SAG offer strikes, you are anybody that's a member of SAG, which I believe you are able to join after you've done so many acting parts and made so much money. Pretty much almost everybody is a part of SAG. 
and whenever they go on strike it is against the rules to continue to film any tv shows it is against the rules to talk about any tv shows that you were previously in like you cannot mention their names or advertise them any sort of movies that are coming out that you are in you are not allowed to promote go to red carpets for or talk about so drew barrymore is catching some heat because she is continuing to cross the picket lines and film her tv show she's justifying this she said she made a choice and she's in compliance with not discussing or promoting any sort of film or tv that she has been in and she's justifying this because she is saying she has a cast and crew who all need to feed their families and if she goes on strike they're not making any money and i think that makes a lot of sense i think a lot of time the little man, this, the low man at the totem pole hurts the most when all of these rich actors who can afford to go on strike force all the other people to suffer because they are not allowed to work and are being threatened to be shunned by SAG. So if you are shunned by SAG, you basically cannot work in the industry. So it really puts a lot of people in between a rock and a hard place because you don't want to get blacklisted from movie sets. But at the same time, how are you supposed to make money when you're barely getting by as a lower end actor? That is about all I have for you this week in pop culture. Let me know what you think in the comments below. I want to know what you have to say about these hot topics. I am desperately waiting for it to get cool enough for me to rock my merch. And I was just thinking about this the other day. Ironically, the most items that I own are hoodies and sweaters and they are the item that i usually wear the least so i definitely am gonna be in every hoodie and crew neck this winter and i'm definitely gonna be supporting the pod merch check it out i'll put the link in the description below and i will see you guys in next week's podcast bye guys